It's time for another LA Kings fan feedback show. We'll discuss Kings trade rumors, potential goalies, and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We'd love for you to leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts if you like this show and also like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. Today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. It is time for another LA Kings fan feedback show. We've got lots of questions and comments, so let's get right into it. And as usual, we start with your emails. And this first one comes from Tom Scully. He's in Saginaw, Mission, Michigan. And he says, uh, for about the past four or five weeks, I have been an everydayer. Love to hear that. He says, I really enjoy the show. Uh, unless the Kings re-sign T-Mac, Todd McClellan, to an extension this summer, and let's say they start off 5-10 and 10 or some abysmal start to next season, I would say a coaching change would be in order. Hypothetically, of course, what do you think about one of the all-time fan favorites, Ian LaPerriere, coming back to be the head coach? He's been coaching the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, the AAA team of the Flyers for the past few seasons, so he has a lot of experience. Personally, I would love to see a LaPer Ian LaPerriere as uh, he's one of my all-time favorite kings. And again, that was from Tom in Michigan. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're, we haven't uh, really brought this up much. Who would be potential... Uh, coaching uh, candidates for the Kings if they decided to make a coaching change. Uh, real quick, um, Tom McClellan is going into the final year of his contract. I, I think that it's definitely a, a big year for him as far as his coaching future with the Kings. Um, and if they were to get off to a poor start, as, uh, as was theorized, then yeah, I, I think we could see a coaching change. I'm not expecting that to happen, but then again, uh, I'm sure that that most teams don't expect that to happen, that have expectations and and then get off to a bad start. So it's certainly something we've seen in the NHL, not uncommon. Um, and as I said, I would also not sign Todd McClellan to a contract extension until maybe later in the year, see how things go. Um, so yeah, uh, as far as Ian LaPerriere goes, I was a huge Lappy fan as well when he was playing here in Los Angeles. I don't know anybody that didn't like him. Um, he's got limited head coaching experience in the AHL. He's done an okay job, uh, just from checking the, you know, the records, things like that. Um, I don't know if the Kings, let's put it this way. If the Kings have a, a roster that they've put together that they feel confident in and they start to underachieve and they feel like a coaching change is something that can change their fortunes because that does happen a lot in the NHL. It, obviously, it depends on who's available, but I would expect them to go out and get more of a proven head coach. That being said, if that situation does occur, I would also probably bet money that they would promote Marco Sturm from the Ontario Reign to be the head coach. Uh, Marco Sturm, 
has been in the plans from what I hear to eventually be head coach of the Kings at some point. I don't know that he's necessarily proven that to me that he's Kings head coaching material, but it does seem like it's, it's something I've heard for a long time with him. So uh, like I said, if I were betting my money and the Kings made a coaching change next season, uh, it would be Marco Stern most likely taking over for Todd McClellan. Not saying that that would be my move, but that's the move that I think would likely happen. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Whether you like Todd McClellan or not, we don't want to have the team get off to a bad start next season. At least I don't. Uh, the next email comes from uh, Tommy Cunningham. He is in Manhattan Beach. And he says, longtime listener, but I haven't sent in a question in some time or listened regularly since the loss to Edmonton. First, are you aware of LA Kings League, the seven-on-seven soccer league started by Gerard Piquet? Uh, any Kings fan that searches for Kings content have been flooded with videos on YouTube about it. All right, so I read this email ahead of time. I, I usually scan through the emails, and I had no idea what in the hell Tommy was talking about. So, um, in fact, I did do a Google search, and I did find out that there is a soccer league started by this guy who I'd never heard of, but I guess he's famous uh, for soccer and other things, Gerard Piquet. Um, so he started uh, a, a soccer league. I believe it's in Barcelona, and it's not LA Kings. It's La Kings League. Uh, so that there's the confusion there. And apparently uh, he, like, I don't know if he was married to her or if he was uh, the boyfriend of Shakira. And he, I guess he cheated on her and uh, people hate him now or something. I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, but yes, I, <laughs> Tommy, I did look into that. And I did see uh, that there is, it looks like LA Kings, but it's La Leagues and it's some soccer league or soccer, seven on seven soccer league that's put together. Okay, moving on. Uh, Tommy continues. Uh, second, have you seen the latest news out of Winnipeg with Elliot Friedman saying that the Kings are interested in not only Connor Hellebuck, potentially Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, ignoring the idea of trading for both, what would you trade away for Hellebuck? I think Spence, Ayafalo, or Arvidsson, a 2024 first-round pick, and a young forward like Pinelli would be the most I would give up uh, if he would extend around $8 million average annual value. Keep up the amazing content. The growth of the channel community has been amazing to see. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, I'll do the best I can. Um, I, I think... Connor Hellebuck is a fine goalie, um, but put me in the category of those that believe it's not the best idea to invest big in a goaltender. Yes, goaltending is obviously very important, but uh, you, it's been proven that you can win with a good goalie. Uh, you don't have to spend a lot of money on a great goalie. Aiden Hill just won a Stanley Cup. Darcy Kemper recently won a Stanley Cup. Jordan Bennington recently won a Stanley Cup. Braden Holpe recently won a Stanley Cup. Matt Murray. Uh, okay, I'll give you Andre Vasilevsky. That guy's going to be a Hall of Famer for Tampa Bay. But again, those other guys are not Vezina Trophy winning goaltenders. They're not going to be Hall of Fame goaltenders. So I personally would rather the, my team invest money in making the entire team the best it can be around a good goalie and not spend a ton of money on a great goalie like a Connor Hellebuck, who is a former Vezina Trophy winner. Look, I'm not, if the Kings were to go out and make a deal for him, I certainly wouldn't cry about it. But if I were the GM, that's what I would do. I think that's the trend going forward. 
goaltending is good enough on the whole that you can find a good goalie. And I think if you have a good team around them, then you can win a Stanley Cup. I don't think you necessarily have to have a great goalie. And like I said, there are examples of that in the recent past. Uh, as far as what I would give up for a Connor Hellebach, I would not give up all the things that you had mentioned. Uh, Jordan Spence, okay. Uh, an Ayafalo or an Arvidsson. Oh, if it's Arvidsson, okay. Uh, that would probably take away any kind of prospect, other prospect other than a Jordan Spence. I would not part with Francesco Pinelli. I think he's going to be a very good NHL player. You want to throw in a Sean Dursey or an Arthur Kaliev, okay. But uh, I would not give up uh, a guy like a Jordan Spence and a Francesco Pinelli and a first-round pick and an NHL player on my roster. That's that's To me, that's way too much for me. Uh, our next uh, our next email comes from Robert, and I think his last name is pronounced uh, Sellit. Robert, I apologize if I got that wrong. Um, uh, and I don't; it doesn't. He didn't include where he's from, so I get to make it up. So I'm going to say it's uh, Robert in Redondo Beach. Uh, he says, "Dear Eddie, I'm an everydayer. Yes, love it. And I personally believe if the Kings were to go out and get Tom Wilson." They would take a big, big step in competing with the likes of Edmonton and Vegas. Uh, keep up the good work. I'm a big fan of yours and a super Kings fan since 1974. Go Kings, go. I have to admit, I usually don't get excited about rumors, but I'll have to admit that when I saw that the Kings had, I believe the term was kick the tires on Tom Wilson, um, I got pretty excited about the possibility of a guy like that playing on the Kings. Now, to be clear, he has uh, he has done some things that are, uh, I would say, embarrassing. Uh, he's crossed the line a few times, uh, and it's gotten a lot of bad attention. So when you get a guy like that, you got to take the good with the bad. But overall, uh, he's the best combination currently in the NHL of a guy who plays very physical and still has skills. Uh, you can see some, you know, he, he's Ryan Reeves, but he can score, you know, that kind of a thing. He'll fight, he'll hit you, he'll really get a lot of attention from the other teams, helping to free up his teammates, and he's actually a pretty good hockey player. It's just every once in a while he'll go off the rails, and then you're just, it, you know, you you have to you have to be able to take that if you if you're willing to take on a guy like him. So I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but uh, the idea of Tom Wilson in a Kings jersey and him wreaking havoc in the Pacific division on other, other teams does have an appeal to me. Uh, we still have some more emails to get to, but I do want to remind you that today's episode of locked on LA Kings, your team every day is brought to you by bird dogs. And uh, this might sound weird, but bird dogs are shorts with the underwear built in them, but there's nothing weird about the way they look or the way they feel. They are so comfortable and they look so good. Lots of different colors to choose from. And how often does something that really feels good look good, too? It is the perfect combination. You can wear them out to a nice casual dinner because they look good, and you could wear them to work out in because they're that comfortable. To learn more, go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. And when you do, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every purchase. Again, that's birddogs.com, B-I-R-D-D-O-G-S.com. And enter the promo code LOCKEDONNHL for your free gift uh let's get back to some more emails here uh our next one comes from brian he's in los alamitos uh he says regarding the rumor that the kings may be interested in Pierre luc dubois i hope that is not true 
I don't know why the Kings would want to bring in a player that seems so perpetually unhappy wherever he goes. When things are not to his liking, he's quick to ask for a trade. In fact, I believe he made the same trade demands while he was playing in juniors. However, if there's some truth to it, it could be that the Kings are not as high on Quentin Byfield as they once were, and I don't believe he's going to live up to the superstar potential he was tagged with when we drafted him. Thank you for all your hard work. And again, that was from Brian in Los Alamitos. I totally agree with you on Pierre-Luc Dubois. Look, he's young and he's talented, but he's also a guy, like I said the other day, he has one foot out the door. Uh, granted, the two places he played have not been necessarily great places to play. Columbus and Winnipeg, although Winnipeg made the playoffs this past year. But yes, he seems like he's always, he's like a one of those diva wide receivers uh, in, in the NFL that is never happy. Uh, and, and seems to be more trouble than he's worth. Um, but if he does find a place where he's happy, you know, maybe he really could take off into a special player. Um, I don't think the Kings are um, basically ready to give up on Quentin Byfield or that they don't feel he's heading in the right direction. I think they do. I think they still are believers in Quentin Byfield. Um, but I do think this season is going to be an important season for him. I think he de- needs to show us more. He needs to show us that he continues. he's continued to progress. Again, he may never be what most people wanted him to be as the third overall pick or the second overall pick, um, but uh, I think he could still be a really good NHL player, but I don't know that there – maybe there's some concerns uh, in the organization at this point, but I, I think they still are willing to give it more time. I don't think they're ready to hit the eject button on him. Uh, we had this from John in Long Beach. It says, Eddie, I was with you about not being able to root for Jonathan Quick with the Golden Knights. But I have to say, after seeing Alec Martinez pass the cup to Quick, I have to admit, I actually it actually made me feel good for them. Even while wearing that golden jersey, I still don't like Vegas, but they earned it and deserved it. And a small part of me is glad because of all the crap the Pacific Division was getting about how it was the worst division in hockey. No one seems to mention that now. After four teams got in the playoffs, any Pacific, de- Pacific Division team has won it all. Thanks for all you do. And go Kings go. That was John in Long Beach. You know, I I mentioned this on a previous show that uh, I certainly was rooting against Vegas, but when it was all said and done and they had ended up winning it, at that point, you know, the, what was done was done. And when I saw Alec Martinez um, skating with the Stanley Cup, I did feel good for him um, and Jonathan Quick as well. Um, I do agree with you about the Pacific Division. A lot of people were crapping on the Pacific before the start of the season. Uh, you don't hear any of them mentioning that now, that uh, they said that that was the worst division in hockey it certainly wasn't this past season matter of fact it was one of the better ones and obviously a pacific division team won it all uh julian thousand oak says loved the interview with the king's fan in ireland it was clear he was a true king's fan and i was so impressed with his knowledge of the team i can't imagine how hard it must be for him to support his team especially watching the kings in the early morning hours i hope he can get to a king's game in la in the future i would love to buy him a pint uh, yeah, absolutely, Julie. I thought that I loved that interview um, with our guy Stephen Barrett, uh, the Kings fan, born and raised in Ireland, and has fallen in love with the sport of hockey. Uh, it just goes to show you that you don't have to grow up with the game. You don't have to grow up in a place that's cold and has ice. He says there's no ice rinks where he's from, um, and you can still appreciate the sport for what it is and the skill that the players have and the speed and the excitement and the physical physicality, all the great things uh, that comes from being a fan of the sport of hockey. And uh, that was, I love that interview. That was awesome. Uh, let's get to some of the YouTube comments. Actually, I want to start with a tweet 
that I got. Uh, this comes from Vin Pod at Vapor1971. And he said, are you seriously pumping up Aiden Hill to the Kings? He's a one-season wonder that wants to cash in on his cup run. No thanks. Um, so this was about the episode I did about the unrestricted free agent goalies that were available. I don't think I was pumping up any of the goalies. I just talked about the UFAs as far as goalies that are available and kind of what were some of the pluses and minuses about them. Um, I think um, I said, you know, as far as Aiden Hill, Hill goes, I mean, you can say he's a one-hit wonder, but, I mean, that's an opinion. That's not a fact. We're not going to know until next season. But the one fact we do know about Aiden Hill is that when you ask the question, which one of these goalies can backstop a team to a Stanley Cup title, the only one that can answer yes to is Aiden Hill. He just did it. So we just saw him do it. So uh, whether he's a one-hit wonder or not, that remains to be seen. You can certainly have that opinion. But like I said, the guy played well, and his team won the Stanley Cup. So as far as him cashing in on that, absolutely. Of course he's going to cash in on this. He's going to try to anyway. His stock will never be higher uh, than it is right now, likely. Uh, some of the YouTube comments. Uh, on the This was uh, regarding the Tom Wilson rumor. This from uh, Ruben Guzman. He says, I dislike Tom Wilson very much. I've watched him a few games, and the highlight reels of him playing dirty uh, on the other hand, I do respect Wilson's playing skills. I absolutely disliked Milan Lucic when he was a Bruin, but definitely warmed up to him as a king for obvious reasons. I did miss Brendan Lemieux's physicality, aggression, and willingness to stir the pot and fight after he was traded this season. If Wilson becomes a king, I'm sure I'll warm up to him as long as he stirs the pot, sticks up for his fellow kings, and fights. Uh, great show, Eddie. Go Kings Go. Again, that was from Ruben on youtube and uh, as as he said and as we've talked about tom wilson is a guy he's one of those guys that you hate him when he's against you but you love him if he's on your team just as long as he doesn't like i said go too far off the rails but uh he's definitely a disruptor uh for other teams uh, that's for sure uh continuing with the youtube comments uh this was on the look back that we did on the 2017 draft ricky hazel said a pretty good draft for la velarde Jared Anderson Dolan and Mikey are all NHL players and Matt Valalta has been a solid AHL goaltender with, in my opinion, NHL backup potential. Don't know if he gets there, but I believe in the potential as far as Phillips and Holtz, I believe they gave up on them too soon, but space was needed and neither is in North America anymore. So uh, what do you know? Uh, he says the Remsha game came in the last game of the season and was a reward for being on the taxi squad for the entire season and not playing anything in the league. He was a good warrior and got rewarded and he had a good game. I was happy for him. Uh, also regarding that 2017 draft, Frank Pareda said, interesting analysis on the draft. One thing I disagree with is the five-year window. I believe that the window for a top five pick is three years. I could not think of a top pick that struggled for three years. And then in the fourth year, they started to produce as expected. Unfortunately, players like Yakupov, Daig, Capo and Lafreniere, uh, all top picks have struggled mightily with the first two out of the league very quickly. The Kings have two that fit that category. Let's hope it turns out better for them. I assume he's talking about Quentin Byfield and Alex Turcott. Um, I would say your three-year window for a top five pick is fair. Uh, but again, the window that I've been talking about is not determining if a player is going to be a star or not, but whether or not they are an NHL caliber player or not. 
Uh, this came from Dominic Ephraim. He was commenting on the memories of the 2014 King Stanley Cup winning team. He says, uh, I was at the game seven in Anaheim. My fondest memory from that game was the Kings fans chanting, this is our house. I remember going for nachos. And when I came back to my seat, I realized I had forgotten napkins. I was getting up when I realized there's a Ducks playoff towel on my seat. I said, perfect, and proceeded to wipe my face. Every Ducks fan around me was offended. Uh, it was pretty sweet seeing the clutching and grabbing of pearls around me and to rub the Kings scored one minute later. Game was such a blast. Uh, we have some more uh, YouTube comments to get to, but also want to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, uh, is brought to you by our friends over at uh, game time. Yeah, you, if you want to check out your favorite sporting events or events of any kind, uh, you should be able to do so without any stress. And game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. Uh, the game time app, uh, you, you have tickets uh, are easy to find when you use the app. Uh, you can buy them for every kind of event in your area and you get the lowest prices guaranteed with event cancellation protection. Game time has deals on tickets right after the day of the event, and the game time guarantee means that you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps in your set. The tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your emails to find them. Just download the game time app, create an account, and use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account, redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. We uh, continue with some of the comments from YouTube. Uh, this on the Kings search for a goalie. Dr. Bob 502 says uh, Corpus Allo is better than 80% of the goalies talked about and is a very good fit and is probably affordable. Uh, he was excellent in the regular season and was okay in the playoffs. Uh, good early on, not so good in the later games. King's defense was awful against the Oilers, especially on the penalty kill, which is not his fault. Hill will cost quite a bit, so the Kings may not be able to pay that much. My choices are Soros, Sorokin, or Corpusalo. Uh, This came from Glitch. Uh, he says, Aiden Hill played great, but that's in front of a team that leads the league in block shots and who plays much harder than the Kings in front of the net. I'm not sure he would be a good fit in L.A. think it could be bad for both parties. Uh, this from T.R. Burns, 826. He says, if you can't make a trade for Hellebuck or Saros, then bring back Corpusala would be fine. A full season with him and Copley is good enough to get into the playoffs. And uh, we had the comment on the Vegas Golden Knights uh, having their victory parade. And I mentioned that they were having it on a weekend at night. And I said... I've never known of any team that had their victory parade on a weekend at night. And uh, just as an example, the Denver Nuggets just won the NBA title and they had their victory parade yesterday, uh, which was a Thursday and it was in the afternoon. And that's kind of typical. And uh, Joey Drummer, who I think is a Golden Knights fan because his little avatar was the Knights uh, logo. He says, as a Vegas fan, part of the reason they're doing the parade in the evening is because of the weather. It's like 100 degrees in the sun, so they wanted to be able to avoid that for fans standing in the sun. That makes so much sense, and I feel like a complete moron for not even thinking about that. Yes, um, I guess typically when you have a Stanley Cup parade, 
you usually don't think about it being super, super hot. Um, but I remember going to the Stanley Cup parades for the Kings, and actually I was lucky enough to be a part of uh, the second parade. Uh, the first parade I went as a fan, but the second parade I actually was on one of the buses reporting um, as the parade route was going on um, for the coverage that we had. And uh, yes, it was it was warm, not 100 degrees like it is going to be in Vegas. But I do remember that, um, you know, I had my cell phone with me and I was, you know, reporting, you know, I'm on bus number two and we just turned on blah, blah street, whatever. And uh, I had set my phone on the seat and we were waiting for the, the buses to start and my phone overheated. It had gotten so hot that it wouldn't work. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be reporting on this thing. I got to have my phone. What am I going to do? Well, they had put some coolers uh, in the bus. This was a double-decker bus, and I was on the top of the bus. They put some coolers in there with drinks in it. So I stuck my phone in the cooler, hoping it would cool off in time when the parade started. I'd be able to call in and uh, and uh, report on what was going on. And sure enough, it worked. Uh, I, I left my phone in the cooler for a while. It wasn't like in, you know, in the ice and the water. It was just kind of on top of the, the drinks there and uh, cooled it off enough. So I was able to uh, report in on the uh, from the bus on the victory parade for the Kings 2014 Stanley Cup title. So that makes a ton of sense. They're, they're, I guess the Golden Knights aren't trying to be creative or whatever. They're just trying to keep the fans cool that are going to be out there. And, and judging by... The turnout they had for the uh, the Stanley Cup final game there in Vegas uh, is going to be a pretty good crowd on hand for the Vegas Golden Knights victory parade. That is going to do it for this week's show. Thank you, obviously, to everyone who took the time to send in an email or to comment on the YouTube episodes. Really appreciate all the feedback, um, and uh, we'll do it again next week. But uh, for you everydayers, talking about next week, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day, uh, next week, we'll have uh, another look or two at a, a Kings player from this past season and the season that they had and their role going forward with the Kings. Uh, we'll have another Kings draft feature as we count down to the upcoming NHL draft, which is a couple of weeks away. Um, hopefully, we'll have another special Kings interview, whether that's a fan interview or an interview with someone to come on and talk about the Kings. And of course, we'll cap off the, cap off the week with another fan feedback show on Friday. Again, thank you to everyone who took the time to email and comment. This show isn't possible without your help. Uh, the email address, if you want to send an email, as always, is lockedoneddie at gmail.com. E-D-D-E-D-D-I-E. I can't spell my name. Lockedoneddie at gmail.com. Uh, would love for you to also stay connected with the show 24-7 by following us on social media. We are at Kings on both Twitter and Instagram. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. And as always, go Kings go.